Section 4 of Smithsonian Institution, United States National Museum, Bulletin 240. Contributions from the Museum of History and Technology. Papers 34 through 44 on Science and Technology by Museum of History and Technology. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Paper 35, Part 1. The Borghese Astronomical Clock in the Museum of History and Technology by Silvio A. Bedini. The history of the 18th century Borghese astronomical clock is described here from contemporary source material. The evolution of its design by Father Francesco Borghese and the building of the complex mechanism devised by the clockmaker Bartolomeo Antonio Bertola is the story of the vision of one man turned into reality by another. The result of their collaboration is the unique astronomical timepiece now in the Museum of History and Technology. The author, Silvio A. Bedini, is a curator of mechanical and civil engineering in the Smithsonian Institution's Museum of History and Technology. All this work I had performed eagerly, so that while in my room I might contemplate leisurely, both during the day and in the night, the true face of the heavens and of the seas unobscured by clouds, even though I had no astronomical equipment. With these words, Father Francesco Borghese, 1723-1802, of Mechel, described the reasons which inspired him to invent a unique astronomical clock which is now in the horological collection of the Museum of History and Technology. This complicated mechanism which performs a multitude of functions, was designed by Father Francesco Borghese, a secular priest in Venezia Tridentina. It was constructed in 1764 under his direction by a provincial clockmaker named Bartolomeo Antonio Bertola, 1702-1789, of Mocinigo di Roma. It was the second of two complicated astronomical clocks which Father Borghese designed, and which Bertola constructed. According to contemporary sources, this clock was presented to the Empress Maria Theresa of Austria soon after its completion. Its history is rather hazy, except for the fact that in 1780 this second Borghese timepiece was still in the Imperial Palace in Vienna. The clock was again noted in 1927, when it was sold at a public auction in New York. Subsequently, it was acquired for the Smithsonian Institution. Development of Astronomical Clocks The history of the great theoretical and mechanical achievement which the Borghese clock represents has been most adequately covered elsewhere. Consideration of the development of equation and astronomical clocks is required here only for the purpose of relating the Borghese timepiece with the other significant developments in this branch of horology. The invention of the anchor escapement in about 1670 and the consequent greater accuracy in time-telling led to increased preoccupation with precision. Daily differences in time as recorded by sundials and clocks became more noticeable. Finally, in the second half of the 17th century, some attempt was made to construct mechanical clocks combined with sundials as well as astronomical clocks. With the improvement of precision time-telling, it became necessary to reconcile the actual difference between true and mean time. Although a great variety of time equation tables were produced, 
there was a considerable margin for error in their use. This led to the construction of mechanical clocks in which the equation of time was automatically accomplished. A few were produced late in the 17th and early 18th century at considerable cost, and consequently with little popularity. Equation sundials were also developed, which were elaborately ingenious, but they were not completely practical. Inevitably, they were supplanted by the mechanical equation clock. Probably the first documented mention of an equation clock is in the diary of John Evelyn, who recorded that in 1666 he visited the Royal Society where he witnessed a curious clock, which showed the equation of time being presented by a certain Mercator. More data on the subject appeared in the first two decades of the 18th century, when Henry Sully, Joseph Williamson, Daniel Quarry, and Thomas Tombian, who were among the foremost English clockmakers of all time, produced elaborate examples of these timepieces. Another significant maker was Doe Williamson, who became court clockmaker to Emperor Charles VI of Austria. In London, Joseph Williamson produced one of the finest astronomical timepieces of this type that have been known. The interest in the subject next shifted to France, where many fine examples were produced during the first half of the 18th century. Just after the middle of the 18th century, the subject of astronomical clocks suddenly became a major horological preoccupation in another region, namely Austria, where the work in this field was apparently done exclusively by members of the clergy. The earliest was Father Philip Matthaus Hahn, 1739-1790, of Württemberg. Father Hahn considered the equation of time as only one part of a plan to represent astronomical occurrences by means of clockwork. In addition to planetaria and similar mechanisms, Father Hahn produced two extraordinary astronomical tall-case clocks, both of which survive in public museums. Another of the clerical clockmakers was Father Aurelianus a Sundiniel, 1728-1782, an Augustine monk in the monastery of the imperial court at Vienna. His four complicated astronomical clocks, which exist in museums at present, are comparable to those produced by Father Hahn. The third cleric was Brother David Asan Cayetano, 1736-1796, in the same Augustine order to which Father Aurelianus belonged. He achieved note as the author of various publications, including Neue Redegebäude, New Construction of Wheels, relating to planet wheels or gear trains containing epicyclic elements. He constructed a clock based on an elaborate astronomical design which was substantially different from the others. The fourth of the ecclesiasts who designed astronomical clocks in this period was Father Klein of Prague, who produced a complicated astronomical timepiece in about 1738. The fact that such important and outstanding examples of astronomical clocks were produced exclusively by ecclesiasts in Austria during the second half of the 18th century is especially significant. It is particularly so when a fifth cleric is added to the group, also an Austrian subject, although Italian by heritage, in the person of Father Francesco Borghese. Although only Father Borghese's second astronomical clock is now known, it is apparent that this example in the Museum of History and Technology represents an experiment in astronomical time-telling 
comparable to any of the timepieces produced by Father Han, Father Aurelianus, Brother David Asanica Yetano, or Father Klein. This combination of five clerical clockmakers who lived in the same region during the same period of time is sufficiently unusual. However, the fact that each of them apparently worked without association with any of the others leads to the conjecture that a common factor must have led them to their individual preoccupation with astronomical horology. What the link may have been is not apparent from the surviving records of the lives and works of these clerics. Certainly it was not an interest in astronomy or clock-making per se, because other than the astronomical clocks, none of these horological inventors, with the possible exception of Father Hahn, worked in any other aspect of the fields of astronomy or horology. However, after a comprehensive study of Father Bergese's writings, there is little doubt of the religious basis of his own inspiration. Designer Borghese Father Borghese's story takes place in the picturesque mountainous region of what was then known as Venezia Tridentina, since 1947, Trentino Alto Adige, in northern Italy, along the Tyrolean border of Austria. Because of its strategic position as the passage between Innsbruck and Verona, the possession of the Tridentina was contested again and again in the European wars. But during Father Brigati's lifetime, the Tridentina was under Austrian domination. Deep within this mountainous district is the romantic valley of the Nan, or Anauni, with its great forests and ancient castles. Most maps do not mark it, and the tourist guides ignore it. One of the chief communities is Kles, with its historic Renaissance buildings. The major city of the region is Trent, on the Adesia River with its surviving Roman relics and Romanesque and Renaissance architecture. The little villages scattered throughout the valley of the Nan played no part in history, but such names as Michel and Machinigo di Rumo reflect the interchange of sovereignty. It was in the little village of Michel that Francesco Borghese was born in 1723. Local records are meager and inadequate, and many of the details of Borghese's life must be assumed. Inasmuch as the village was in a rural agricultural district, Borghese may have come from a family of farmers, vintners, or village tradesmen. Borghese sought an education by entering the priesthood and was ordained a secular priest in Salzburg. He was first assigned as curate to the village parish of Rumo in the valley of the Nan, a short distance from his birthplace. Later he was transferred to his native Michel. He was inherently a man of simple tastes and of great piety. He tended to the needs of his mountain villagers and attended the births, weddings, and deaths of his parishioners. And it was during his assignment in this tiny community that Father Borghese met and became friendly with the clockmaker Bartolomeo Antonio Bertola of nearby Machinigo di Rumo. Clockmaker Bertola Bartolomeo Antonio Bertola was born in Machinigo di Rumo a short distance from Michel, in 1702. Nothing is known of his boyhood, other than the fact that he was mechanically inclined. At the age of 17, he was apprenticed to become a clockmaker, with the master, Johann Georg Bootsjäger, of Nugelnbach, a small village on the edge of the great Vienna woods. This region was then part of the domain of the Archduke of Austria, of which St. Proton was the capital. 
Bertoli began his apprenticeship with Bootsjäger under the auspices of the Corporation of the Blacksmiths of St. Polten in 1719. His training was supervised by two master locksmiths, Johann Christian Vince and Peter Vishoffer, who were members of the corporation and were assigned to serve as patrons for the apprentice. It was their obligation to make certain that he received good care and adequate instruction from his master. While he worked in Butzjäger's shop, Bertola lived with the master's family in their home. Bertola's three years at Nuglenbach passed quickly, as he sought to absorb all that his master could teach him. Butzjäger was considered to be a good craftsman in the region, yet today there is not even a mention of his name in the lists of clockmakers. He specialized in the production and repair of great clocks, which included tall case, domestic timepieces, and tower clocks. Butzjäger treated his apprentice well, and in return Bertola rewarded him by being diligent and honest. His subsequent work is sufficient indication that he developed into an extremely skilled craftsman, and he became the equal of any clockmaker of his time. The three years of apprenticeship were completed, and on December 27, 1722, Bertola received a certificate from the Corporation of Blacksmiths, which assured whomever it might concern of Bertola's skill, diligence, and honesty, and permitted him to open his own shop as a clockmaker under the auspices of the corporation. This document, which has been preserved by Bertola's descendants, is an interesting record of the organization of the trade guilds in the 18th century, and for that reason has been translated from the original German. We, the superiors and other masters of the honorable corporation of municipal blacksmiths, armorers, and of smiths in the imperial city of St. Polten in Austria, by the river ends, declare by these presents put in force by this document to anyone who waits to hear that the honorable and able Bartolomeo Antonio Bertola of Rumo in Letzenburg, the Tyrol, on the 27th day of the month of December of the year 1719, was consigned as apprentice for three years, in the presence of two sponsoring masters for the purpose, the Honorable Johann Christian Vince and Peter Vishoffer, both of them master locksmiths, representing the entire Honorable Corporation and others of open shop, to the Honorable Johann Georg Butzjäger, incorporated with us, citizen and master clockmaker for large clocks in the merchant village of Neuglenbach in Weinerwald, and his master of the art would have therefore perfectly and rightfully worked and learned, and that afterwards, on the day and year noted at the bottom, he will be newly declared free and independent before us, representative of an entire and honorable corporation, and with open shop of his above-mentioned master, of the two sponsoring masters mentioned, and, since, he eagerly requested a truthful certificate of apprenticeship for his honest service as an apprentice, and for his good behavior, and we having great pleasure as well as the duty of favoring the truth and well-knowing that the aforesaid Bartolomeo Antonio Bertola has learned honestly the art of clock-making for great clocks from his aforesaid master, and that he has always behaved with honesty, obedience, faithfulness, and diligence, both toward his master and toward us to our complete satisfaction, and therefore 
we cannot in any manner refuse his request rather we wish to grant it with clear conscience we therefore address to everyone and to anyone in whatever state and rank but particularly to those interested in our branch of this art our respectful and courteous entreaty and request to consider bartolomeo antonio bartola well recommended for his honest apprenticeship and his good behavior and to desire to favor him in every way in such a manner that will assure our gratitude whenever an occasion presents itself for this purpose we issue as we have declared we wish to issue to you bartolomeo antonio bertola this certificate of apprenticeship attaching to it the seal of our corporation executed in the city of st polton on twenty seven december seventeen twenty two his apprenticeship over bertola returned to his native region where he soon established a reputation for himself as one of the most skilful clockmakers in the tridentina and produced timepieces of fine quality in some quantity no records have survived concerning his personal life but it is believed that he married probably soon after his return he had no children of his own to expand his business he eventually took into his shop two nephews sons of a brother and a sister as apprentices bertola's work brought him a sufficient number of clients and he produced elaborate clocks for his more wealthy patrons in 1752 it is recorded that he repaired the great clock in the campanile of the church of the assumption of the virgin mary in Cles, the regional capital of the valley of the non the clock dated probably from the 16th century and it seems likely that bertola replaced the original two-wheel train with a three-wheel movement and that he added the present anchor escapement it is not possible to determine when father Borghese first made bertola's acquaintance but it may be assumed that they had become friends in the late 1750s. After he had come to know Bertola, Father Beghese apparently spent many hours in the clockmaker's shop. He was fascinated by mechanics in any form, and the complications of clockwork particularly intrigued him. Bertola was patient with the young priest, explaining the tools he had and their uses, the clocks he produced or repaired, and the principles which were involved. Father Borghese listened willingly, and as his understanding of timepieces grew, his curiosity increased. In spite of himself, the priest could not be satisfied with the ordinary aspects of his friend's work and wanted to learn more. From a casual pastime, the study of time became an obsession with him. There was but one recourse. He went back to studying once again. This time it was not theology, however, but the sciences— Every moment he could spare went into the perusal of books on mathematics, astronomy, and associated subjects. He progressed rapidly, driven by his overpowering interest and aided by his quick intellect. Little by little, Borghese managed to acquire the basic texts that explained this new world to him, probably borrowing them from old seminary friends. As each new book came into his hands, he devoured it in his desire to master its contents. He discussed each new principle or precept that he learned with Bertola. Together they attempted to apply his new learning to the calculations necessary for a timepiece which would demonstrate the astronomical theories in visual form. Borghese taught himself slowly, step by step, 
and the result was a profound understanding of astronomical science. He conceived the project of constructing a great astronomical clock which he felt could be accomplished by combining Bertola's mechanical skills with his own recent mastery of astronomy and mathematics. End of section 4